the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Five, four, three, two, one. Time now for Dr. Health Radio, radio's original health news magazine, bringing you the latest information on medicine, nutrition, fitness and wellness, and now in its 33rd year. Your host of Dr. Health Radio is health expert David Snow, who's not a doctor and While most of David's guests are doctors or authorities in their areas of expertise, they do not diagnose or prescribe on the air. If you have a condition or illness that requires medical attention, see a health professional. The information contained in this program is for educational and entertainment purposes only. And now, your host of Dr. Health Radio, the snowman himself, David Snow. Here's a picture of a... This patient is in the operating room, and she has this surprised, stunned look on her face. She's on the um, in the OR, about to get surgery, and the head surgeon, all the doctors are crowded around, and uh, they're all in shorts and tank tops and slippers or even barefooted. And uh, the uh, head surgeon says, oh, didn't anybody tell you? Fridays are casual day in the OR. Well, Saturdays here sure aren't. Welcome to ER, the ER, here on Dr. Health Radio. That's educational radio. That's what ER stands for here on the show. And uh, you will be educated today, I guarantee you, in the next hour, because we have a wealth of information for you. Good morning, and welcome once again to the healthiest hour on radio. I am the snowman, David Snow, keeping you cool and healthy as we do it each and every week at this time here on the program. And we thank you so very much for joining us and making us a part of your weekend, which we always hope to make strong and healthy with the information we have for you this morning. Today, a doubleheader. It's two, two, two guests on one show. First, Dr. David Berger will be with us. He's a pediatric physician, and uh, he also specializes in functional medicine as well as primary care and family care. So he cares for the uh, parents as well as the the uh, children of the parents, and uh, we'll talk about things like medical cannabinoids and um, some of the various um, specialties that he gets into, uh, and and he's really a holistic physician, even though he's a medical f- uh, physician, but um, he really uh, looks at healthcare from all angles and a little, um, little bit of a different spin on medicine, uh, so we'll talk about his practice and also an event today that he's going to be speaking at for our Florida listeners, the Holistic Health Summit, and that will be uh, held in Tampa today. It starts, uh, well, as soon as we get off the air in eight, 8 this morning and um, uh, for our Florida listeners, and, and also uh, it will go until uh, 4 this afternoon, but uh, he will be giving the keynote speaks, uh, speech, excuse me, on the health benefits of cannabinoids, and also Dr. Drew Gold, Ph.D., will talk about innovative ways to reduce stress and anxiety. You can go to, I believe it's holistichealthsummit.com. Uh, anyway, it's a whole lineup of guests, which we'll uh, tell you about. 
and uh, lunch is provided, uh, just a small fee, and uh, lots of information to make you a healthier person for our Tampa, Florida listeners. Uh, In the second half of the hour, uh, we will have, well, it's a little different uh, spin on on what we usually do, but uh, we'll talk about cosmetic surgery, which is, um, well, (laughs) it shows no signs of abating. It's more popular than ever. And uh, we'll have Dr. Michael Horn on the program. He has performed more than 10,000 procedures uh, over the years, uh, over 20 years of his career as a board-certified cosmetic surgeon in Chicago. And uh, we'll talk about all the different, uh, well, uh, you know, if you want to get a little work done. <laughs> and uh, and also the uh, the roots of how cosmetic surgery first started. A lot of people don't realize uh, that it was started because of a necessity uh, in in uh, injuries and um, and not in Hollywood like a lot of people uh, would uh, normally think. Anyway, we'll talk about various body parts that you can get work done on and uh, some of the things that require surgery, some that don't. Uh, and also the um, the hazards of medical tourism. Now, a lot of you are going, uh, and you might have made it a resolution this year to go to another country because it's usually a lot less expensive. But, you know, you got to look at the cost of your health as well as the, the monetary cost uh, and uh, look at some of the um, the hazards and um, and drawbacks of getting procedures done outside the U.S. So we'll talk about that, too, uh, with Dr. Michael Horn in the second half of the program. And uh, we'll also, I want to ask him about uh, these recent, um, well, the recent rise in popularity of butt lifts. Uh, a lot of uh, uh, Hollywood stars are getting those, and uh, but a lot of, um, you know, common folk are getting them, too, uh, for women out there. All right, uh, if you were with us last month, we had our last show of 2022 focusing on alcohol. And, um, oh boy, uh, you know, unfortunately, it's for many of you, it's your best friend. But this report was released Tuesday, this past Tuesday, by the Canadian Center on Substance Abuse and Addiction. And the new guidelines for them, uh, they say, and, and it mirrors some of the recent other studies uh, here in, in America as well as other countries, that no amount of alcohol is safe to consume, and that downing more than two drinks a week, not a day, a week, increases your risk of five types of cancer. Now, other studies I remember seeing uh, show that it uh, ups your risk for up to 12 types of cancer. But anyway, uh, oh, but David, I only have one drink a day. Well, having one drink a day, well, having seven or more drinks a week, which is one drink a day, also ups your risk of heart attack and stroke. And uh, by the way, speaking of heart, uh, we are going to uh, focus in on the heart, matters of the heart, on our first Saturday's show in February in just a few weeks uh, with a cardiologist from the American Heart Association, uh, as we do every February for American Heart Month. But uh, this report goes on to say that alcohol is considered a group one carcinogen and a significant contributor to the development of cancer in general. So what types of cancer is alcohol responsible for, at least according to this study? Breast cancer, number one. Number two, colon cancer, uh, contributing to the creation of polyps in the colon. Three, esophageal cancer. That's a cancer you really don't want to have, folks, because well, I had a few um, close friends and relatives having that. And, uh, oh, my God, it's, um, it's uh, you know, it 
Anyway, that's another program. Uh, but alcohol dramatically increases your risk for developing that type of cancer. And then liver cancer, as well as mouth and throat cancers, because of the direct contact with the tissue in the throat and oral mucosa. Uh, so these are yet more reasons to expand your dry January to maybe a dry 2023. How about that? All right, uh, let's see. Uh, you think a... <laughs> You think being a pothead is a modern recreational drug trend? Well, here's an uh, interesting study. They found that pot, or uh, people rather, were getting high on pot at least 2,500 years ago. Earliest evidence of the use of cannabis as a drug has been found in the tombs dating back five to 500 B.C. Telltale chemical traces were discovered in the, the cemetery site in China. Uh, they analyzed, well, anyway, they anal- analyzed uh, wood and stones, and they found traces of cannabidiol, excuse me, and cannabinol, that's the THC, which is the chemical that makes people high. Uh, but they found much higher levels of cannabinol than CBD, which uh, we're going to talk to uh, Dr. Berger about. And it shows that people had mutant strains of cannabis richer in THC. So maybe they were uh, selectively growing strains that were higher in the uh, psychoactive um, compounds. All right. All right, uh, let's go to the fitness file real quick. <clears throat> okay, let's see. Going to the fitness file, I think. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I know that uh, unless you're unless you're listening to us in Australia or uh, on the island, on an island, excuse me, uh, hello, Hawaii listeners, for instance, um, January is typically not the best month of the year to be outside, but outdoors is where you want to be. You want to get outside every day for maximum levels of fitness. And why is this? Well, spending time in nature is good for your physical, but also mental well-being because it boosts your mood, it de-stresses you, strengthens your immunity, encourages healing, and even enhances your creativity. Um, Many studies point to this. And um, any time of the day works, but early morning, they say, early morning light helps to align the body's circadian rhythms for a better evening sleep. So there you go for the fitness file. All right, we're going to take a brief break and be back with Dr. David Berger talking about, among other things, cannabidiol, no, cannabinoids, endocannabinoids and uh, phytocannabinoids, as well as pediatric medicine and much more holistic medicine in general as we return from this brief break. I'm David Snow here on Dr. Health Radio. Stick around if you want to stay healthy. Mom's early Alzheimer's diagnosis was hard to take. And when I left the oven on, we decided together that it was time to see a doctor and make a plan. Early detection gave us more time to seek out information and support as a family. If you or your family are noticing changes, it could be Alzheimer's. Talk about seeing a doctor together. For more information, visit alz.org slash time to talk. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Noni has been used by Polynesians and Hawaiians for over 2,000 years as their main medicinal plant. Now our new products bring the power of noni fruit to you in a pleasant-to-use form. Noni fruit leather is made from pure, organic, unfermented fruit and offers relief for many health problems inside and out. Our soothing lavender noni lotion helps with pain, skin ailments, and sports injuries. Noni fruit leather and lavender noni lotion are available online or at most health food stores. Try our noni lotion and fruit leather for improved health and energy. 
Is getting a good night's sleep a challenge? Fortunately, there's a superior fast-acting sleep formula called Tranquil Sleep from Natural Factors. This non-habit-forming supplement contains a unique combination of melatonin, 5-HTP, and L-theanine, which works in harmony with your body's natural sleep hormones. Tranquil Sleep can help you fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep sounder, and wake up refreshed, all without feeling drowsy in the morning. The key benefit comes from increasing the time spent in the deeper stages of sleep. It's only in these deeper levels of sleep that we truly experience the rejuvenation, regeneration, and recuperation that sleep provides. Even if you think you get a good night's sleep, give Tranquil Sleep a try. You might be surprised with how much better you've slept by waking up with more energy and enthusiasm to start your day. Learn more at naturalfactors.com. Welcome back to Lifestyles of the Fit and Healthy, here where health is your greatest wealth, and we have a wealth of information for you to be a wealthier person. And just so you know, I spell wealth, W-E-L-L-T-H, as in being and feeling well. And here to help us feel well, Dr. David Berger is a pediatric physician and also uh, a... um, well, he's kind of a unique physician in that he takes a holistic approach to health. What a concept. Uh, he uh, specializes in generalization of um, treating the whole person. What a concept, huh? And we'd like to welcome him to the Dr. Health Microphones this morning. Good morning, Dr. David Berger. How the health are you? Alrighty, I am doing well. Thanks for asking. Yeah, now uh, you are going to be at a summit today, and it's uh, starting as soon as we get off the air, and it's going till 4 o'clock today uh, in, uh, here in Tampa, where we broadcast from, uh, and you're the keynote speaker. You lead off everything in just a, a well, a very short period of time, uh, but um, let's, let's talk about just a brief overview of, the, of what you're going to be talking about, the health benefits of cannabinoids, because I know that, um, uh, you know, if, if you... Um, See anybody in the uh, that it has used cannabinoids? Uh, they they have well mixed um, mixed results, I guess, from it. But um, but wh- why did you take that tact and and go toward treating uh, your patients with with these uh, substances? Certainly. So I've been using natural medicine herb supplements for over twenty five years in my practice. Um, Upon learning more and more about the endocannabinoid system, so for those who don't know, our bodies make cannabinoids. We have cannabinoid receptors. Plant-based cannabinoids that are found in either hemp or more marijuana, they work on those same receptors, but they can work in different and or stronger ways. So the job of the endocannabinoid system is to maintain balance homeostasis in the body, and sometimes these plant-based medicines are needed to obtain that kind of balance when our body's not regularly doing it. So I've been using um, medical cannabis um, as well as like hemp-derived CBD, CBG, CBN. All of these can be very helpful for things anywhere from anxiety to sleep to controlling behaviors to controlling seizures. And we really take an individualized approach to the person. So I have many different tools. Now, many of the things we do don't cause the intoxicating high that a person would think about when using marijuana. So it's really getting to know people on a case-by-case basis, 
figuring out what their needs are, and then making the appropriate recommendation and making proper dosing regimens, because I work with both children and adults. I was just going to ask you about that. Can can, uh, children take these uh, substances as well? Absolutely. And, you know, I, I, and I, for some of my cancer patients, my very severe um, like behavioral kids with autism, not that, you know, we always try the other non-THC cannabinoids first. Good. But, but you know, some of these kids, they, they would otherwise have to go on like very strong psychotic medications, for instance, that can cause serious side effects. Mm-hmm. Some of these kids would be otherwise heading towards a residential type of facility because they can no longer be educated or kept at their home. So really, it depends on what the severity of the need is. We know that seizure medicines can cause lots of side effects, and they may not work at all. So you know, everything in life, we should always ask ourselves, what's the potential risk versus the potential benefit of doing something? True, true and that. And making observations, making one change at a time, uh-huh. properly documenting what we're doing so we actually can see that we're making progress that we're doing the right thing. Also, Dr. Berger, we should mention that cannabis, the cannabis plant, is not exclusive in its and the and the fact that it uh, contains the cannabinoids. There are other plants or parts of plants that contain the so-called phytocannabinoids. Uh, ginger comes to mind. Ginger root, uh, clove flowers, uh, what echinacea, even magnolia bark. Uh, so, but the cannabis, I guess, is the most studied of the plants containing the cannabinoid compounds, right? Yeah, and not only that, but there's also an understanding of the other things that are not cannabinoids. You know, there besides bioflavonoids, I do a lot of work with the different terpenes. Oh, yeah. And the different, mm-hmm. you know, there are certain terpenes that have That's more right. of a stimulating or a focusing effect. There's some that are for pain, better for calming, better for energy. So again, it's really getting to know the patient and then being able to make a specific recommendation but also teaching them about these different components because it's still a lot of trial and error. Mm-hmm. And so I want to educate people in order to understand the different aspects of it so that they have better guidance when they're choosing the product. And then we're here. I do a lot of quote unquote med management. I can do med management with, with these products the way a lot of psych doctors and um, pain doctors can do with their thing because I have a lot of experience of knowing all that sometimes it's the route of administration that needs to be changed up. Mm-hmm. So it's really, you know, being available for our patients also in order to get the best remedy for them. So it's not just cookbook medicine. It's the art as well as the science of medicine. You can't just say, okay, take this and this number of milligrams for this particular ailment. I mean, it's good that you take the holistic approach. And I, I, I like to the, uh, uh, let me just uh, mention to you that I was uh, listening to a, um, an interview with a doctor recently, and the doctor was completely surprised that in a study of, I think it was type 2 di- diabetes patients, a five-minute walk every hour was as effective as the number one prescribed drug for diabetes or metabolic syndrome, as if the drugs are always the gold standard. You know, we need to emphasize that nature and lifestyle medicine is the gold standard. And it's not always the drug that is uh, is the first line of um, of treatment. So I'm glad that you take the holistic approach, which all doctors should really do. I mean, that's what medicine's all about: treating Absolutely. the patient, not just the disease. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, what I tell people is, you know, we are looking for root cause 
of yes, medical good. conditions. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know, in med school, we're learning this is normal, this is abnormal, and this is the drug that treats the abnormal. Mm-hmm. Where I'm focusing more on if this is normal and this is abnormal, how do I get you back to normal? What's causing you to get there so that you don't need something external, um, a pharmaceutical, in order to get you to get back to your healthy living? Yeah, yeah, good. Now we only have a minute or two left. We're running a little behind, but. Um, uh, do you have a phone number for today's event for our Florida listeners that want to uh, participate in the Holistic Health Summit that's going on in Tampa or a website yeah, well, ac- maybe? Well, actually, yeah, well, actually, if you go to Eventbrite and you then just search for Holistic with an H, Holistic Health Summit, you'll find it. Okay, event and Eventbrite, okay. Eventbrite.com, right. All right, and in one minute or less, tell us about Dr. David M.D. What is that? Yeah, so Dr. David MD, I developed a health education company where I focus on health education and choice. And so I do a lot of media interviews. I have a YouTube channel, which is Dr. David MD. I started having fun over on TikTok, which is paging Dr. David, where I can be more fast, less produced types of videos where we can gather information for the day. Where really, I know a lot of people appreciate that I keep one world, one foot in the holistic world, in the um, functional medicine world, and one foot in the physician world. And so I'm able to bring this unique perspective because I'm seeing things from all angles from a holistic, we spell it with a W, perspective, because we're looking at the whole individual, the whole family situation, the whole environment, their mental health, all of those things are, are need to come into play when we're trying to optimize the health of a person. All right. On that note, Dr. Berger, thank you so much. And again, Eventbrite, look for Holistic Health Summit uh, for uh, the Tampa listeners that are listening to us right now. And, and people can go in until uh, they can actually attend the uh, the event today as long as they get there by, what, 12 noon? Yeah, I think I, probably that anybody can show up as long as there's schedules going on, I would think. Uh, yeah. Okay, great, great. All right. Well, uh, thanks, and um, we will uh, I'll look forward to I'm going to be there a little later today, so I'll look forward to meeting you, and uh, I'm, I'm going to miss your keynote speak, speech uh, in the, in the uh, morning, uh, but uh, we'll, we'll catch up a little later in the day. Looking forward to it. All right. Thanks, Dr. David Berger. Thank you. All right, and uh, one thing I like about um, the way I found about this, uh, found out about this summit, by the way, was through Abby's Health and Nutrition, which is uh, Tampa's health and nutrition headquarters, has been for over 25 years. And uh, so you're going to be healthier by shopping there for all of our Florida listeners, all of your nutrition needs under one roof. Uh, they're right there in Carrollwood at 14374 Dale Mabry Boulevard, and uh, you'll find the freshest organic produce. Um, in fact, a lot of the, uh, when I shop there, actually most of the prices are lower than the commercial produce that is pesticide and herbicide laden in local grocery stores. Uh, plus they have, um, all kinds of specials going on. And so Abby's health and nutrition, uh, check them out today. All right. Uh, when we come back from this brief break, we will have Dr. Michael Horn talking about having a little work done. Well, you can talk about, uh, well, we'll talk about plastic and cosmetic surgery, whether it's on your face or other parts of your body, uh, what to look for, what to avoid, and uh, all the things in between. So we'll be back with more information for your gut health. Stick around if you want to stay healthy. Back right after this as Dr. Health Radio continues. Do you know there is a silent killer living among us? High blood pressure. It affects nearly one in three Americans and is a primary risk factor for stroke and heart attack. The CDC estimates that almost 20% of those with high blood pressure don't even know they have it. 
That's not surprising, since high blood pressure or hypertension is often symptomless. Research studies have shown that a daily dose of aged garlic extract can safely and effectively help to reduce blood pressure, as well as benefiting a number of other cardiovascular risk factors. And the most researched and highly respected aged garlic extract is all-natural Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract. Odorless and organically grown, Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract has been clinically tested to support blood pressure and cardiovascular health. So, along with getting your blood pressure checked regularly, get Kyolic Formula 109 for blood pressure and cardiovascular support today. Available at Vitamin Shop, Whole Foods, Sprouts, GNC, and fine health food stores everywhere. Wouldn't it be great if life came with remote control? You know, you could hit pause when you needed to, or hit rewind, like that time you knocked down that wasp's nest. Uh-oh. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. To learn your risk, take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Sorry, yogurt. Although you're high in calcium and protein, in the real world of potent probiotics, uh, well, let's just say you're not that potent. While many consume you thinking they're getting enough probiotic bacteria for good gut health, the fact is, you yogurts can't compete with the medical strength probiotic like Theralac. Plus, you yogurts, well, most of you, have so much sugar and other ingredients that it defeats the purpose of eating you in the first place. So while we'll always be fond of you and other fermented foods, we want to make sure our listeners also take a potent probiotic like Theralac. That's because just one capsule of Theralac is equal to more than 200 cartons of yogurt in the beneficial bacteria that it delivers to the gut. And if your doctor advises you to just eat some yogurt after a course of antibiotics without a strong probiotic like Theralac, it can take up to two years to reestablish your healthy gut flora. Look for Theralac in the refrigerated section of your favorite health store or go to Theralac.com. Snow. Snow. David Snow on your radio. It is the cure for the common radio show. And welcome back to your weekly dose of verbal vitamins. And a reminder, our show does rebroadcast tonight on the station you're listening to right now, 12 hours from right now. Or you can go to the website, drhealthradio.com, next Wednesday to hear the show in its entirety on the podcast section of the uh, program. And that's doctorhealthradio.com. All right, let's see. I'm making some New Year's resolutions this year. Well, you know, time to start fresh and healthy for the new year, right? So I joined the gym, check. Started a new diet, check. Made an appointment for a facelift, check. Wait, wait, what? What? Well, that's what some of you are going to be doing this year, either a new or a redo of a cosmetic surgery procedure, be it uh, surgical or non-surgical. And here to shed some light on this uh, ever-popular procedure in in medicine is Dr. Michael Horn. He has performed more than 10,000 breast augmentation surgeries through through his uh, 23-year career as a board-certified plastic surgeon, also known in the Chicago area as the authority on breast augmentation. But Dr. Thorne does not just uh, do that part of the anatomy. He's also very skillful in eye and face and other body procedures, which we'll talk about. 
And uh, we would like to welcome him to the Dr. Health Radio microphone this morning. Good morning, Dr. Horn. How the health are hey, you? Hey, David. Good. How are you? Good to be here. Excellent. Uh, thank you. You know, do you ever sleep? I know you just got out of surgery. <laughs> I mean, what, what what procedure was it, by the way, that you just performed? Uh, I was doing a breast procedure. Actually, we did a few this morning. Oh, a few. Okay. All uh, right. The last one was a breast, breast procedure. Okay. Now, let's inform our listeners. Uh, some already know this, but many don't. On the history or the genesis of plastic surgery, Dr. Horn, uh, which was not born in Hollywood, which a lot of people seem to think, uh, but rather on the battlefields of World, World War I. Maybe we could just do a brief background of how plastic surgery came to, into, into practice. Well, I think there's a lot of different, uh, you know, uh, definitions of plastic surgery. In fact, it goes even further back than that. I mean, uh, even in, in, in the uh, uh, Egyptian times, they were doing facelifts and that sort of wow. thing. Then, but, uh, you know, it became more of a formal uh, discipline, uh, as you're describing in, in the military, uh, in, in looking for new ways of healing uh, things that work and heal on their own. The, the disfigurements uh, from combat, the, the people on the front lines, the serious injuries that left soldiers sometimes barely recognizable. But uh, uh, for the for the good fortune of plastic surgery uh, and and development of it, um, people were transformed, or um, you know they had some sense of normalcy after after the procedure, right? Um, yeah, so the, the the term plastic doesn't actually refer to plastic as we, we commonly think of it. it right. It, it's from uh, the, the root plastic, which means changing shape. Yes, right. So it's mm-hmm. really changing shape either uh, to, to restore a shape that's lost, as you're describing, from the military, or to, uh, you know, give, give an improved appearance, uh, or to, rest- or to um, restore things from... from uh, disfigurements from, from cancer operations and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So right, right. Pretty, now, pretty fun specialty. Yes. Uh, now, today with the uh, aging of the population, doctor, especially the uh, the baby boomers, uh, anybody born between 1946 and 1964, it seems to be as popular as ever. So let's talk about one area of plastic surgery that is of concern to me and, and a lot of other um, health professionals, and that is medical tourism with the countless of uh, you know countless Americans that are traveling to other countries every year for cosmetic procedures and some of the hazards they're encountering for procedures that are done outside the U.S. Now, obviously, cost is the main reason that people travel abroad for these procedures. But what should a person look for, or be concerned about when they're you know if they do resort to this? And uh, give us the the rundown on both sides of the coin as far as having it done here in the U.S or going abroad for a procedure. Yeah, I mean, it's very interesting. I think people uh, in this in this present time are very used to kind of going online and finding a good deal for something and, and finding the exact same thing for a lot less money, and, and that's become kind of something that they, they think is a good idea. The, the issue with plastic surgery is uh, many of these people are seeking bargains, and it's an area where if you, if you lower the price, you actually lower the standard of care, and, and many people are there, there are actually thousands of people per year going to Mexico, Central America, Latin America. And it's really a buyer beware because you, you may you may think you're saving money, but you could end up with a very, very expensive revision if it's not done right or, or even death or disfigurement when this, the standard of care is, is much lower in those other countries. You may, may encounter an incompetent surgeon or a compromised setting. Uh, the, the difference really, U.S. is a much higher standard of care. 
uh, with uh, sterility, the equipment that we use, the, the training of the doctors, and there's so many patient advocates and medical and state boards that, that really police what's going on in our country. Uh, that it, it really is a different product that, that you're encountering. So have you done, have you had to perform any redos from people that have had botched surgeries in other countries? Countless redos. And in fact, really? I can tell you a story that's going to make, send a chill up your spine. I had one patient that went, went for a tummy tuck. And they went to Mexico, got a tummy tuck, super cheap deal. And they came back, they were sore, and went to the hospital, got a CT scan, and they had a previous CT scan. And so the doctor in the CT scan said, do you know you're missing a kidney? What? So they harvested their kidney and sold it on the black market. Oh, my gracious. Oh, my. That's that's beyond belief. I mean... And and that that was that recently or decades yeah, ago? Yeah, maybe uh, about two years ago. Uh, My uh, gracious! Something happened. So it, it's not just um, you know not just a bad result. I mean, it, it, there's there's also the you know the kind of the standard of care in, in terms of safety and sterility that that that's it's so important to make sure that what you're getting is is good quality. Um, you know, the, the, really the three thing three main things to look for is is a is a qualified anesthesia provider, a certified facility, and a board certified surgeon, which is pretty easy to find in our country. On the other hand, if you go somewhere else, it, it may be available, but you have to research very, very carefully to make sure that that's what you're getting. Okay, and so don't... not the bargain that's, yeah. that's going to be that... Right, that you get what you pay for, like you mentioned. Yeah. 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 And so don't rely on Dr. Dr. Google for a referral. <laughs> right. Now, now, how how should you... Uh, I, mean, I mean, you know, because the, the best plastic surgeons or, or the uh, procedures that have been done, uh, it's not like you, you notice your friend that had a procedure and say, hey, who's your plastic surgeon? He, he was good. Because the best ones, you can't even tell <laughs> that the, right. the, the, the surgery was performed. So uh, where do you, who do you resort to besides Dr. Google to, uh, to find a good plastic surgeon? Well, I think if you're, you know, if you're looking in our country, I mean, it's important to see how much experience the doctor you're encountering has with the procedure that you're having and make sure you see plenty of pictures and that you like the pictures and the results that they're getting consistently. And the other thing, as I mentioned, you want to make sure that you're going to have a board-certified doctor, a qualified anesthesia provider, and a certified facility. So this is the main thing for safety purposes. Okay. Now, um, we, I mentioned or I introduced you as being a, a specialist in uh, breast augmentation, but also you do many other types of plastic surgery procedures. Now, one cosmetic procedure that's been gaining in popularity, I'm sure you were of this, Dr. Horn, in recent years, is the butt lift. And uh, I, I've heard all kinds of horror stories from people, from women that have gotten the Brazilian butt lift. Some have died uh, some have, have had very serious infections. Now, recently in the news, uh, and I'm not familiar with this movie star, Adriana DeMora, I believe is her name, uh, one of the cast members of the TV show The Real Housewives of Miami. Uh, she admitted to having, well, a little work done, as she said. And uh, she said, listen, I'm Brazilian. I was blessed with a nice bubble butt all my life. But over the years, gravity spares no one. So I decided to bring my butt to its previous glory. And uh, her nurse explained how the collagen production and the non-surgical procedure helped achieve this augmented, rounded, lifted buttocks. And, of course, uh, it can also be done surgically. But uh, uh, care to comment on butt lifts and, um, and the popularity of them? 
Well, it is quite popular, and it and it got popular a little too fast. And in fact, uh, we we had a task force looking at the safety of the oh. uh, transfer to the buttocks, which was sort of the way the Brazilian, the standard way Brazilian uh, butt lift was is, is being performed. And what they found is that the, that the fat has to be put on top of the muscle, not below oh. or deep to the muscle, because putting the fat deep to the muscle put a very high risk for getting fat in your bloodstream, which which can uh, be deadly. And so they put together a task force and, and training to, to train people to do it. But what's what's actually uh, really new and exciting in plastic surgery is ultrasound, because ultrasound technology has become much more available and mm. uh, and easy to use. And so now, even in Florida, they've just mandated for Brazilian butt lifts that you have to use ultrasound to ensure that you're putting the fat in the right place. Oh. Uh, for safety purposes, and I think it's gonna it's it's gonna be uh, probably applied around the rest of the country too, okay. uh, and uh, particularly in Florida and Miami. Uh, actually, on Cayocho is is it was just a rash of deaths hmm. uh, from this procedure. Wow, that's uh, shocking. So, hmm. so that's why they had it. They, they uh, put a lot of attention into it, and so the point is that that. Uh, it does have a. It does have danger. It's, it is actually the most deadly procedure that's performed cosmetic wise. So there are other ways of doing it. There's actually a machine called M-Sculpt, which can build the muscle of your butt. You basically just kind of lay there for a half an hour and watch a movie, and it's equivalent of doing like thirty thousand squats. Whoa! So that, that's one simple way that you can do it if you if you want you know something that's fuller and, and a little bit lifted, um, but it's not going to give you you know like a, a Car- Kim Kardashian. Uh, you know, a cartoon-shaped butt, but but that's what one way to do it that would be extremely safe. That's that's uh, what a lot of people um, end up being is they look more like a cartoon character than a than a normal natural person. As they've had a you know, be, you've heard of I'm sure uh, people that get addicted to pr- class, uh, plastic surgery procedures and uh, just have one procedure after another and they're never satisfied and they you know pretty soon they they don't look anything like their original self. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's uh, you know my uh, speaking of uh, uh, since I mentioned this actress uh, actress Dolly Parton uh, she has my favorite quote regarding um, cosmetic uh, procedures and and uh, things that uh, you know when uh, actresses have a little work done uh, I remember and you probably have heard her say this uh, let's see what's her quote uh, if it's sagging dragging or bagging I'm gonna nip it tuck it or suck it. <laughs> And, uh, so I always like because she never had any qualms about admitting that she had a lot of work done uh, over the years, you know, whereas uh, uh, on the other hand, Jane Fonda always denied it. And then pretty soon uh, it was a little too obvious. And she said, well, I only had as much work done as somebody commensurate with somebody in my position, which is basically everything. <laughs> you know. Uh, but uh, uh, personally, I wish I had some uh, I could use a, a butt implant uh, because I don't have. I, I always have to have my pants taken in. I don't have a butt. In fact, um, on that note, uh, it's not just women that have um, or that uh, are want for these procedures, doctor. Uh, there was a company, I don't know if you saw it, it was on Shark Tank. Uh, they make a line of padded men's underwear, believe it or not, that, well, shall we say, fills in any bagginess or loose material in the derriere area. And, uh, you know, fills out your jeans uh, very nicely. But uh, I don't know if I'd resort to uh, padded underwear for <laughs> for that purpose. But anyway, um, hey, um, Doc, can you stay with us until the top of the hour? We need to take a break for a station sure. ID and a little message. And then I have many more questions for you. Uh, we'll talk about okay. other body parts. 
Uh, we'll talk about, um, well, you know, Hollywood. Uh, I, oh, yeah, I want to mention a girlfriend I had who was a Hollywood actress and some of the procedures she had. And then also the uh, stigma of men getting plastic surgery. It apparently is not the stigma it once was. And, um, and then also uh, some of the uh, popularity of men's procedures uh, when it comes to plastic surgery uh, uh, you know, parts and uh, and yeah, improvements. Become a badge of honor. Uh, yes, and, and different body parts. Okay, we'll be back with more information for your good health here on Doctor Health. I'm David Snow here on Doctor Health Radio, talking today with Doctor Michael Horn, uh, plastic surgeon extraordinaire who uh, has performed thousands of uh, surgical procedures. Uh, very experienced surgeon, and we'll give out his website and contact information should you want to um, contact him for um, maybe an appointment. We'll back after this with more information for your good health. So don't go anywhere if you want to stay healthy. When it comes to probiotics, why do employees, managers, and owners of health stores recommend and personally take Theralac more than any other brand? Results. Fast results. In fact, Theralac is the fastest-acting medicinal-strength probiotic. With patented stomach acid-resistant delivery, prebiotic stimulation, and guaranteed potency, Theralac restores regularity fast while providing all the long-term benefits of a superior probiotic supplement. Don't be fooled by probiotic products that promise higher potencies or more strains of beneficial bacteria. High potency means nothing without delivery, and more strains are not necessarily better. Theralac is optimally formulated for results. Theralac, the high-potency probiotic with guaranteed strength, delivery, and stimulation, supporting your digestion, regularity, and immunity. Theralac, available in the refrigerated section of your favorite health store. For more information, go to Theralac.com. You remodel your kitchen, you remodel your bathroom, now remodel your gut. That's right, your gut. Any successful remodel job requires workers to show up with the necessary tools and ready to work. Well, it's just like that with probiotics. They need to come with prebiotics to encourage growth, as well as postbiotics to nourish the gut. And Dr. O'Hara's probiotics do just that. Dr. O'Hara's is the only probiotic capsule that contains a rich nutritional prebiotic, along with a full spectrum of 12 selected probiotic strains and naturally derived postbiotics. During a three-year fermentation process, Dr. O'Hara's probiotics create healthy, organic nutrients and the diversity of flora that are necessary for long-term digestive health. So remodel your gut today with the right workers. Get Dr. O'Hara's probiotics online as well as Vitamin Shop, Whole Foods, Sprouts, and natural health retailers nationwide today. Stop breathing right now. No, really, hold your breath. This is how it feels when you're stuffed up due to colds, flu, pollen, dander, post-nasal drip, or any other reason. That's when you need Clear Saline Nasal Spray, the only spray with the power of xylitol. That simple saline solution you're using is only doing half the job. It's just rinsing. In multiple research studies, xylitol has been shown to reduce bacterial adhesion and help keep your nose moist and clean much longer than saline alone making Clear more effective at washing away that nasty gunk in your nose. Clear is so powerful, it's been granted over 11 patents. So step up from that wimpy saline spray to something that actually works faster and better at getting you the relief you need to start breathing now. And if your doctor isn't talking to you about Clear for your congestion, maybe you need to get a new doctor. 
You don't just rinse your hands. Why would you just rinse your nose? Clear saline nasal spray with xylitol. Available at Vitamin Shop, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, as well as Amazon.com. For a complete list of retailers, visit clear.com. That's xlear.com. Welcome back to the next generation of health information here where we help you lift, firm, and separate the facts from the fiction when it comes to information about your health. And here to talk about procedures that lift, firm, and separate is Dr. Michael Horn, a plastic surgeon. And uh, we're talking about different cosmetic surgery procedures. Should you want one for the new year uh, to um, either look new or feel new? Uh, now, um, let's talk about other body parts, uh, Dr. Horn, besides what we uh, covered in other, our uh, earlier segments. Uh, yeah. what is, uh, first of all, is breast augmentation still the number one procedure that uh, plastic surgeons do? It is. I mean, it, it alternates uh, some years between liposuction and breast augmentation, but most years uh, breast augmentation is the number one procedure because it's the highest satisfaction procedure, and I think that's why it's taken on such popularity. Oh, okay. Now, you mentioned liposuction. Uh, I read that 20% of all liposuction now is uh, performed on men, all the, all the uh, procedures. Uh, of course, it's still a majority of women, but 20% in men, that's, that's quite a bit. Yeah, the male uh, interest in plastic surgery is growing, and I think it's uh, generally the public acceptance is growing in, in terms of cosmetic surgery, and where it used to be sort of something to hide, now it's more of a badge of honor. Mm, wow. You know, I used to have a, a I, I mentioned this on the show, well, not too many years ago, but uh, I had a girlfriend, this is back when we were both in our early 30s, and she was an actress in Hollywood, and I was living in California, and um uh, we, you know, got together and as I knew her, <clears throat> as I got to know her, excuse me, um, I, I found out more and more procedures that she had done, you know, of course, breast augmentation because she lived in California. After all, everybody does that there. Uh, but uh, collagen injections and tummy tuck and she was on thyroid medication for her weight. And I mean, you know, it's like, hey, you know, and I told her, I said, look, you know, you can't do all the and she says, "Hey, David, it's just to be competitive in Hollywood." She was commercials and soap opera and other uh, guest star appearances, and uh, she, she and I saw her on a a, a show years later. But but anyway, um, she, you know, for for people to have that many procedures done at such an early age, is there a hazard to? I mean, do you have to have corrective procedures ten or twenty years after that, or uh, in other words, is it better to have procedures done earlier in life or wait until things are sagging, dragging, and bagging? Like, <laughs> Well, I think it depends on what you're doing, and there's different different answers for, for different uh, procedures. Uh, but in general, uh, you know, I think uh, the idea is to do something that, you know, that, that makes you look better and restores what doesn't distort and uh, and, and not uh, get, get consumed that you're doing something that, that doesn't look good at the end of the day. Okay, um, that's good advice, yes. Now, let's talk about the difference between the sexes, uh, you know, when men go under the knife versus women. I have an article here. Uh, this was in regard to, I guess, facelifts in men. They, uh, and the medical experts said that fa- uh, men's faces can pose more challenges than women's. Their heads are bigger. Their, the blood tends to ooze from their uh, broken capillaries and bearded skin more easily than from women's skin. So surgery may take up to three hours compared to two hours for women. Do you find that to be true in your practice? 
I wouldn't say it's that amplified, but it is true that for sure. There's more bleeding in men. Uh, the the you know hair bearing beard skin is more risk for getting you know swelling from bleeding afterwards. Uh, that sort of thing. Um, but I find that many men uh, will opt for a little less invasive procedures uh, before they would uh, do a facelift. And there's so many non-invasive things you can do, Botox and fillers and, and uh, in-office things. Uh, uh, so men tend to lean more towards that, although there are plenty of men that are, are doing those procedures. Mm, interesting. Uh, now also in regard to men, and and procedures. Uh, let's see. Here's another article. Uh, it says 75 percent of men who underwent a procedure known as uh, gynecobastia, which you're, you're familiar with, that's a male breast reduction. 75 uh, percent of them were between the ages of 13 and 19, uh, mm-hmm. because it, you know it has to do with hormones in adolescence and so on. And uh, men today. Um, well, uh, first of all, comment on that because we were, you were talking about breast augmentations before, but in men, uh, they need breast reductions because of the gonochomastia and, and also uh, men who abuse steroids, bodybuilders, uh, you know, they have the so-called, well, I, I can't talk about the, I can't mention the term, you know, you know what <laughs> I'm talking about. It's a risque name uh, for that one, yeah. Uh, BT is the initials of, of those two <laughs> words. Uh, but uh, d- tell us about that and if you've had experience in that regard. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of men that, that, that uh, you know, are, are uncomfortable with the, the shape of their chest and can treat it. It can be from medications, it can be marijuana, it can be from, like you're describing, from steroids. Alcohol. Or just uh, alcohol or just um you know their their natural hormone levels, yeah. um, but it is you know there there are ways depending how severe it is of making it better. Yeah. Okay. And, so uh, you've performed those procedures. Oh yeah. 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 There's plenty of men looking for that. Okay. All right. Now uh, also uh, shifting gears, but also talking about men. Uh, men today. Uh, here, here's an excerpt of this article. Uh, who grew up playing with action figures or looking at men's magazines and seeing widespread mass use of gyms and weight training feel under much more pressure to have a masculine face and body. Uh, do you find that uh, a lot of the men or your male patients are, are looking for, you know, any, anything from, I don't know, calf implants or uh, the, I know I talked to or I read about um, what pec implants and bicep implants and as well as tummy tucks and other things to make a, a man look more manly? Yes. I, I mean, I think that, that the, you know, I'm in the, work in the Midwest, which is a much more kind of conservative environment, but I've done plenty of calf implants, but I think it's much, much more popular, for example, in California, uh, to do those things. Um, on the other hand, you're right, many men are looking to be cut and in great shape and you know, lose a lot of weight and the skin's hanging. They want to they wanna put the icing on the cake and do a tummy tuck to make that look better. Um, and I think, that, but again, I had mentioned earlier, a non-invasive machine called M-Sculpt that could build muscle, and that's really been a great a great one to do because you can do uh, for your abdomen, uh, you know, you sit there for half an hour uh, twice a week for, for, for two weeks, and, and it, you know, each time it looks like you did 30,000 sit-ups. But isn't that cheating, doctor? That, Dr. Horn, that's <laughs> cheating. That's no fair. People like me that go to the gym and spend hours every week. <laughs> of course, I don't get any results, but, you know, it feels better. the time you can save. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, my goodness. Oh, geez. Uh, all right. Well, I guess it's a, a shortcut. Now, uh, we just have uh, three or four minutes left in the program, so I want to spend it wisely. Uh, now, since you um, specialize in breast augmentation, is it fair to say that your office 
probably doesn't need a coffee pot to stay perky. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, do, do you want to give out your uh, website information for people wanting to maybe travel to Chicago? To uh, Yeah, so we have a couple of websites. We have uh, lakeshoreplasticsurgery.com, and then uh, we have also michaelhorncenter.com. Um, and um, there's plenty of uh, information and before and afters online to look at to get a, get, get a better uh, kind of view and understanding of what, what's going on and what can be done. All right. And so just to recap uh, for people that were not with us earlier about what people should look for when they're seeking out a cosmetic surgeon, uh, I think uh, the takeaway message that I got earlier from you, and correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, make sure they, the anesthesia is is on par with, uh, I, mean, I mean, you know, that's a very important part of, of any procedure, of course. Yeah. Uh, uh, make sure the uh, doctor is board certified, a plastic surgeon, and then look at his experience or her experience in the procedure that you are seeking out. Uh, yeah. In, in your case, you are the authority in the uh, Chicago area, in the Midwest area, for that matter, on breast augmentation, having done over 10,000 procedures over... 20, 20 plus years. Are, are you, by the way, uh, you know, somebody, uh, I, I told somebody before we went on the air uh, who, who you were and, and that I was going to be interviewing you. And, and the person in the studio, they said, how old is he <laughs> you know, <laughs> with all the procedures you've done? But uh, do you have any plans on retiring soon? Or are you going to do it another 23 years? I have young kids, so it's uh, doesn't oh. look like I'm return anytime soon. Okay, the truth comes out. Get them through college. Uh, <laughs> I've got a, I've got a, uh, a five-year-old son and a two-year-old daughter. So, <laughs> are they future plastic surgeons? Although, also, I, I had I had planned on being retired by now, but it's not it's not going that way anymore. <laughs> well, you know, I uh, yeah, I was going to retire, but then I thought, what am I going to do after next Tuesday? <laughs> Good point. I mean, I'm having too much fun to retire at this point. Top of the right. game, right? Yeah, yeah, right. So, um, all right. Well, uh, let's see. We we covered a lot. And is there a uh, a, a website other than, you know, your own uh, that people can go to just to learn general information about the different procedures. I know I that think, you are, uh, you, you give lectures and you uh, attend many conferences every year on plastic surgery. Uh, is there any other uh, information yes. sources people can go to? Uh, I think the Aesthetic Society, it's, it's American Society of Aesthetic Plastic Surgery. Their site is called plasticsurgery.org, and oh. it's very informative. There's okay. a lot of information, and there's a lot of information like we were talking about, how, how to ensure that you're picking the right person and what to look for and uh, those sorts of things. Okay. And it's a really good resource for general information about uh, cosmetic surgery. All right, great. Well, that's uh, plasticsurgery.org. Is that right? Yes. Okay, good. All right, Dr. Hornwell, thank you so much for uh, being there and uh, doing what you do and, and imparting all the valuable information to our listeners. Really appreciate it. Pleasure. It's all right. Fun. There goes Dr. Michael Horn and again, his website, lakeshoreplasticsurgery.com. And uh, for general information about plastic surgery, plasticsurgery.org. All right. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, join us again next week. Same time, same station for another edition of the program. Until then, I'm David Snow reminding you that it isn't how long you live, it's how you live long. Aloha. Have a healthy week.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.